Hi, I'm Lisa Mirable with Vertigo Media Group, and this is EAC's More To Do podcast. And I'm here with Robert Strickoff, the Chief Development Officer for EAC. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, good afternoon. Beautiful summer day. Happy oh, to be here. So happy to be here, and it is beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous, and I can't think of a better day to have a podcast. Can you? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and we have two special guests, if you don't mind, uh, from the EAC Network. We have uh, Danielle Delina. Director of our Vocational Services, and Lisa Newman, Senior Director for Behavioral Health Services. Welcome to the podcast. We have two powerhouse women today. I think you, you left out there's something that's really important in the work that we do at EAC, and it's all about jobs, children, seniors, families, families, and community. And the community. Yeah. Well, we have two great women here that work within the community, and they do two of those things, which is jobs. And working with our community. That's right. You know, uh, it's so great to talk uh, to to EAC employees. You know, Neela Lakalau, president and CEO, said it, uh, and I've said it a million times. I'll continue to say it. She said it in a meeting. It was sort of a throwaway line. And she said, you know, we have angels walking amongst us. And I said, Neela, that's a perfect description of our employees and our staff. They're so talented and they're so dedicated. Um, I can't say one is more talented and dedicated than the other. I think all 273 full-time employees are tied for first, but we certainly have two of the best here with Lisa and Danielle. So I'm going to ask Lisa to introduce herself quickly, and then we'll go to Danielle, and we'll get into the podcast. Sounds great. All right. So hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Newman. Um, I am the Senior Director of Behavioral Health Services. I've been with the AC for, I think I'm in my 11th year now. Um and I currently oversee a bunch of programs, um, most of them with mental health, substance use, um, reentry from incarceration, case management for people with those sorts of um, issues going on in their lives. So um, it's kind of my services are all wraparound services and a lot of collaboration between my programs. Um, I also have an outpatient um, substance use clinic. And a lot of my programs work with Danielle's programs as well, which is Part of the reason we came on together because so many of our programs work with the same type of clients that just really want the help. That's great. Danielle? Um, I'm Danielle Delina. I am the Director of Vocational Services here at EAC Network. I've been with the agency. This is my year anniversary this month. So I've been here a year. Thank you. Um, it's been an amazing year um, and with tons of changes and new programs, new grants, new funding. So I oversee vocational services um, throughout Nassau County. One of my programs provides um, voc services to outpatient substance use disorder clinics, which have been identified by OASIS. So my voc counselors go into each of these centers and other agencies and provide their clients and individuals with vocational counseling services. My other program is Hempstead Works, which is through the town of Hempstead, which we provide an array of services from youth all the way up to uh, dislocated adults, veterans, um, intellectual, mental health, substance, any type of physical disability, um, as well as people that are underemployed. Um, through that program back in 2021, Governor Cuomo uh, came up with an initiative for gun violence. So we've attained the GVP program, which is a gun violence program, which targets certain zip codes throughout Nassau County to provide youth with opportunity for vocational services and skills. This program provides 
um, individuals with opportunity to advance their education, to help them pay for education, and to get them linked to part-time paid internships, full-time employment, any type of employment to show them that there are other ways and other opportunities and that their life or economic status is not the end-all be-all. Uh, wow. that's, a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blown away. So how many programs exactly, Danielle, do you, do you work within? Um, I work with a bunch of different agencies. I work with, for my vote counseling uh, service program, we work with EAC New Path. We work with Central Nassar Guidance. We work with SNG, EDNY, and we also work with Long Island Reach. That is, uh, we provide all of their individual clients that are in an OASIS-funded program with vocational counseling services. So we work with high school students, we work with adults, we work with seniors, we work with a lot of re-entry clients that are coming back into the community from an extensive incarceration or uh, justice-involved individuals, as well as with Hempstead Works, we work with Family and Children's Association, e, uh, EAC leases programs. We work with a bunch of other organizations and we have partnerships, which we call them at Hempstead Works, where we have contracted partnerships with Hunter Business School, Nassar Community College, Hofstra, with a bunch of different entities throughout the island to help further our individual clients' individual goals and needs. And it's about meeting the clients where they are. It's amazing. You know, uh, we talk about this all the time. We say we've had uh, four podcasts so far, yes. and uh, I think they're well-received. And we say this every single podcast, right? We have great programs, but so does every other not-for-profit that's out there. That's every, right. Everyone has great programs. You're the American Red Cross. You're the Guide Dog Society of America, American Cancer Society. All of those wonderful organizations have great programs. But we talk about impact, right? That's the, one of the themes that you and I talk about. And, uh, you know, so, Danielle, I just ask you, What's, you know, you probably have a million impact stories, but what's the impact? What are you seeing? What's the impact of the work that you do on a day-to-day basis? If you can give us one or two success stories. It's really amazing. Yesterday, I actually just received two amazing success stories from the GDP program. Um, It was like, it almost gave me chills when I was reading the email because it actually shows the work that my um, employees my staff that are out there every day on the ground, bootstrapped up, working with the clients and the communities that we are servicing. Um, One gentleman um, emailed um, my two GVP counselors reporting how he now has a different outlook on his life, how we changed his life, and that he thought through economic and social injustices that he would never have the opportunity to have a job, to have an education. And he wrote to express his appreciation, how he now has a full-time job and has signed up to be enrolled in automotive school starting in September. And that without the dedication of my staff and the team, that he would have never been able to achieve it and how he now has hope for the future and hope for his life to be successful. Well, <laughs> angels on angels walking amongst us. Yes, I'd say so. And then putting people to work right here on Long Island. So the impact that Danielle has right, right here in our community is huge. You know, we talk about this all the time. Uh, and, it, and that one person is a statistic, right? And we say we dealt with whatever the number is. We, we say 54,000 people uh, in 2021. But that 54, one person. 54,000 people. Yeah, so listen, listen to this. So. <laughs> 
So follow me here. Follow me. So that person is a statistic in 2022, right? Right. So hopefully that number is 60,000 or 62,000, whatever that number is. But that person, you can really count that person 10 times. It's his family. It's the people he works with. It's It's his employer. Right. That's impacted. It's the people that the cars that he's fixing that that's impacted. It's really the economy as well. Right. I mean, obviously, let's not get crazy, but he's really helping. He's back to work. He's helping his family. He's helping his employer and he's helping the the economy here in Nassau County. So that one person could be counted 15, 20, 30 times. It's really amazing. uh, The ripple, the The ripple ripple effect. effect, Right. So you put you put a little you affect one person. You put the message out there. And now we're also creating that relationship, that reliability, the transparency within the community that EAC and these programs are really here to help people. We're here to provide that support and that we're going to hold your hand until you get where you want to go. We're going to help you be successful in your individualized identified goals. There's another story that was shared too about a married uh, youth couple. And they both are now successfully employed by completing the GVP program as well. Um, and they shared um, their wedding photos and how happy they are with their employee and how their employer is actually giving them opportunities to move up within the company and to get a brokerage license, to get other uh, avenues to grow within their company, to be a longevity employee and long-term within that, that their companies that we assisted them in obtaining employment with. So I know what Lisa's thinking. We need to get those two people on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and their wedding videos, by the way. So, I would so, love Daniel, to add could, their wedding videos that. up here. Uh, so that is, Lisa, is right? I mean, I know that's what you think. We got to get yeah. these stories out there. I'm like, we need to put these people on video, get them out there, get the word out, because it really, it really is hard. Like, we can talk about the amount of impact that we have mm-hmm. here on Long Island, but when you see them, and when you see the impact that it's having on their life, like we said, those ripples or, you know, the domino effect and what it creates, those are so emotional and so powerful that we need to tell that story. And we need for everyone that's listening and everyone that's watching to really feel that. And the only way you can you can feel that is, yeah. to, is to show it. And that's and and to to show it allows you to understand what EAC truly does. Cause like Robert said, 104 programs, we can talk about it all day long, but when you create that emotion, I mean, it's so powerful. I mean, that story is overwhelming really. Mm-hmm. And I know Lisa, you have your own stories and what you yeah. do and how, and how many lives you've touched. I mean, when we talk about individuals that were within, you know, the criminal justice system recently, you know, released from incarceration and putting them back to work, that's that's a true powerful statement. So, uh, Lisa, could you share some of your stories with us today? Yeah, we. Um, I, I'm thinking of one that we had um, with my transitional case management program. For we have two transitional case management programs: one for mental health as the primary diagnosis, and one for substance use as the primary diagnosis. And many of them overlap, as we all know. Um, so we do have people that kind of fall into both programs, but we put them where the primary diagnosis lies. Um, And for the mental health program, we also take people back from uh, the New York State prisons who are returning back to Suffolk County. So sometimes those people are up for a year and sometimes those people are up for 25 to 30 years. Uh, We had one gentleman return after somewhere between that number. It was something like 25 or 30 years. Um, 
he did have family support, which definitely helped because he had somewhere to live. And that is a huge issue with most of my clients in all my programs. If you don't have somewhere safe to go home to and put your you know, head on a pillow at night, mm. it's really hard to get through your day. Yeah. Um, so the fact that this gentleman had a family that was willing to take him in after 25 or 30 years was amazing, amazing first yeah. step. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my staff was working with him. We helped him get his New York state ID he needed. We got him the benefits he deserved from Medicaid to, you know, whatever he needed as far as from department of social services. Um, and we helped him get a job and he is still working to this day. And I think this is a couple, couple years ago now he's, he was a long, long time ago client. Um, and we heard from him at, you know, various points. I love when they check in and tell us how they're doing. Cause that, that makes it all worth it. Um, and he's still working He's with his family. I believe he reconnected with um, other family members that, you know, he hadn't talked to in 25 years. Um, and it's, it's that kind of impact. And we do that on a more local level too, um, you know, with the individuals coming out of the local correctional facilities who are in shorter time periods. But the same idea, you know, um, we helped a woman who had it in contact with her grown children for many, 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 many years. And with the hard, hard work of one of my staff, they're reunited and they have a relationship now and she's just excited and has a life to look forward to now. I think hope, right? Hope is a common, a common, uh, theme, theme, right. Denominator. Yeah, Yeah, it absolutely is. um, I'm hearing these two, um, really smart, really dedicated young women talk about their work. Um, and, and, and we can talk about programs all day long, right? Mm-hmm. But Lisa and Danielle, I'm going to ask this question. Lisa, did you dream you're 16, 15, 17, 18, 19, you know, going through college? Did you dream, I'm going to be the senior director for behavioral health services for the EAC network. What did you dream of and how did you get to the EAC network? If you can tell a little bit of a personal story. Sure. Um, well, if you ask my mom, I was destined to be a social worker from when I was like five. Huh. Um, <laughs> she said I always was that type to just want to help someone anyone. Um, so did I know what that meant at five? Of course not. Um, I don't think I knew what that meant at 18. Like you said, um, when I went off to college, I was leaning towards the helping field and I ended up in social work. I had thought about psychology. I didn't know which direction. And I ended up in social work. Um, I got my bachelor's in social work and then I got my master's in social work. And, um, my first job I got was in residential, um, programming for children with mental health. And I just found mental health was where I wanted to be. That was my passion. I loved it. I felt like I could make a difference. Um, I worked in the children's world for a couple of years. Um, and then I transferred over to the adult world in a sense. And um, when I started with EAC, um, I actually started with a different program. And then in 2016 was when we got the grant for the transitional case management program, the mental health one. So at the end of 2015, when the posting went out, I said, I want that. <laughs> it just called to me. It was people in custody with mental health. And I said, I, I want that director's position. Wow. And I got it. Wow. Um, so I was, the, I was the director of that program. And then we did so well that we were awarded the grant for the transitional case management for substance use disorders in 2019. So we started that one. Um, And then in June of 2020, I was approached to become senior director um, three months into the pandemic, um, three months into having a newborn. Um, 
So it was a crazy time for everyone. Um, and I've been in that role ever since. And we've um, added programs, grown programs. Um, I'm actually about to start a new program very shortly, hopefully um, in August. Um, so I'm very excited about my personal growth at EAC. I, I've always felt supported here. I've always felt it's a wonderful environment to work. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited about the programs that I've just been able to help grow and, and support. Yeah, we're going to get to Danielle, uh, but uh, Lisa, we have an announcement. Uh, uh, Lisa uh, started, touched upon it, but why don't you make that announcement of uh, the new program that you're uh, working on right now? Sure. So we are collaborating with uh, Judge Robin Kent with the Nassau County Family Court, um, and we are going to be working with her constituents on providing them with case management, which will entail not only case management and helping them find services, but also we have money in the grant to help them pay for certain services. Because, you know, when someone's arrested or whatever the situation is, and they're asked to do X, Y, Z to either have the charges dropped or lowered or get their children back or whatever the scenario is, they can't always afford it. And then it just becomes the perpetual cycle. Um, so we are going to be working with her constituents on, um, referring them to drug treatment programs, uh, one of which will be our internal program, New Path Treatment Center, which is in Hempstead that I also oversee. Uh, we're going to be connecting them to further case management as needed through the health home case management. Uh, we can, we're going to be collaborating with, um, the CASA program, which, and the supervised visitation program, which is under Andrea Ramos Topper at EAC. So we are going to be doing a lot of EAC internal referrals, but anything that's needed external as well, we will be referring to, um, and we will be paying for these services. So whatever the fee is for their drug testing, we're covering it. The fee for, if they need a, you know, a, the scram ankle bracelet for alcohol monitoring, we're covering it. The fee for supervised visitation, we're going to cover it. So all these all these obstacles are going to be hopefully put aside for them so that they can restart their life. So when you say there's more to do, there's, there's definitely <laughs> more, there's to do. more to do. And, and our Lisa, yeah. this Lisa, uh, talks about removing obstacles all the time. And you just said the same exact That's thing, right? right? Oh. <laughs> there's so many obstacles that we see every day at EAC. There are. And, and how to get them through and build a better life is what yeah. really we're all about. And it's about equity, right? Because uh, I'm sure that the population that this program is serving, um, don't ha- they don't have the same access to those programs as others, right? And, and, and uh, you mentioned the cycle, right? right? It's very hard when you're in this cycle to break out of that cycle to be able to afford right, what we need yeah. in order to move forward. So the fact that this is a grant that we're getting and that we're able to work right here on Long Island in Nassau County and make that kind of impact and difference and try and help people get out of that cycle and move forward in their life is pretty, pretty tremendous. Lisa, I'm sure there's an acronym for this program. Could you announce what the acronym is? (laughs) There's always an acronym. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess it's NFTC, NFTC, no, Nassau County Family Treatment Court. So NCFTC, that's a mouthful. (laughs) That is, but Nassau Family Treatment Court. Announced today on our More To Do podcast. So thank you so much, Lisa, uh, for that. And, and Danielle, I uh, want to go to you. Uh, again, did you, I'm going to be the director of vocational services for the EAC. Was that your dream? Oh, that was not my dream. If you asked me, like, when I was a little kid or when I was 18 going into college, like, was I going to be a clinical mental health counselor? 
Probably not. Um, I always was in the fields of helping, caring, whether it was starting out at 13 babysitting, right? Um, and working in the intellectual dis uh, disability field. I originally sought out when I was going to um, undergrads um, at, at University of Hartford, I'm gonna be a uh, special education teacher. This is what I wanna do, this is my passion. As I was involved in the program and was taking psychology courses and taking human service courses, I was like, wait, this is what speaks to me. This is my natural uh, passion and gravity. So I started with the mental health, I started with behavioral health. Um, I started my career with um, adolescents to young adults, uh, working with youth that were involved in foster care, um, helping them develop independent living skills, as well as uh, starting a new initiative in Nassau County to help them um, achieve their goals at a faster rate, which includes the uh, about obstacles, right? The obstacles and barriers that these youth face, whether it was housing, whether it was funding, whether it was other obstacles that were in their path, this program was allowing them to be provided with those opportunities. And then I chose a program to go for clinical mental health counseling to get my master's in, um, which then led me to ACT services, which was intensive um, outpatient services for um, the most severe persistent mental illness within Nassau County. Majority of them had some type of criminal adjustment, cr criminal justice involvement, um, uh, court orders through the uh, AOT, um, and severe persistent mental illness co-occurring. Some also had intellectual disabilities, which really only intensified my passion for the field. Um, working with substance, mental health, intellectual disabilities, it all was encompassed. Along with private practice, working with federal uh, clients um, that were federally incarcerated, um, doing an array of different things, um, outpatient substance use disorder clinic that I work for, which has led me to EAC. And I think really the vocational services has always been a part of everything and every job that I have had in the field. Um, as far as it also links the criminal piece, uh, clients that have re-entry into the community that have the criminal justice piece involved, the mental health, the substance, intellectual disability, family discord, all these different things, people that are homeless, people that don't have services, people that are really struggling without hope. I think that my position here really is that full spectrum of different services, different clients that we're not just working with an individual because that work with that individual is impacting the family system. Because if we can help that individual, that help, that support is gonna have that domino effect that we keep on talking about, that reoccurring uh, theme, that if we impact one person, that impact not only impacts them, their family and the community, but also the economy and everything else. And I think within my programs, that's really what's going on. We're creating that change slowly by reestablishing, recommitting, and giving that hope to the individuals which we're servicing and the communities, which makes my job a dream job because of the impact and seeing my staff have impact every day and getting those success emails on client stories or emails or letters that they receive because they're so appreciative of the help, the recognizing and being heard. I think a lot of them haven't been heard or listened to. And a lot of times when you have someone that's disgruntled or upset, it's because no one's hearing them. And they don't, they just want to be heard, supported, and listened to. And I can tell you that major more my staff, that's what they're doing. They're listening, they're hearing them, and they're helping them every day to achieve their goals.
you mentioned um, high school earlier. There are some programs that work with high school. What do you do with them? Yes. So one of my programs, which is Evoke Services through Long Island Reach, Long Island Reach has a high school, the Harriet Eisman High School in Long Beach. They provide um, for different reasons for different youth. They provide them with, there's a, a program for young women that are becoming moms or are moms. There's uh, youth that have dropped out of school and need their GED. So there's this special high school in Long Beach, which Long Island Reach uh, oversees, which we go in and provide them with services. And the unique thing about this is EAC is linked to now Hampstead Works. Hampstead Works has a facility in Long Beach. We are contracted with the town of Long Beach, the town of Hempstead, so we can help specialize with these youth. We can link them after they're done with school. We can help them get a job. We can pay for further vocational training. We also have Mission Employment, which works with Long Beach and certain zip codes to help out-of-school youth to give them the tools and um, purpose to help them get where they need. So these youth that are so needed because so many families are struggling right now, did the impact of the pandemic, the different obstacles and barriers, whether you have a disabled parent, whether there's someone in the house that has medical or mental health or substance use, these children are given jobs that may provide financial support for the entire year for their family and for themselves, or give them the opportunity to get an apartment, to establish a career, to figure out what do I like. So we're setting those skills and information at 16, 17, 18. So when they do enter the regular workforce, they have those skills, what it's to show up for job readiness, soft employment skills, whether it's coming to work on time. If I'm not feeling well, I should call my supervisor. We're setting up these individuals and youth that take uh, the opportunity and advantages for success. We want to set everybody up that comes in, especially our youth for success, to give them the tools to make the best decision and have the best outcome for themselves, for them. That's unbelievable. I mean, so many things that you said there uh, affecting high school students. You, what you're doing is you're changing their future and the future of the children that they have. Some of them have children themselves, right? So you're helping change their lives as well. You're breaking uh, that cycle. Uh, that, uh, yeah. that that's you know, I, I just wrote down success, right? And that's such a great word because success means different things to different people. That's right. Um, uh, for, for the folks that you're dealing with, uh, I'm sure success means stability, hope. hope. Lisa, as you said, yeah. right, hope. It's, it's, it's all those things. I was just asking about the programs and, and the things that we do. Um, you know, why, why is it important, right? Why are you, you and your staff, you know, day in and day out, you know, doing these things? And I, we heard some of the impact stories, but if you can tell us briefly, why are your programs important? I think they're important because people need help sometimes and they sometimes aren't gonna ask for it. Um, sometimes they do ask for it and they don't get what they need. Um, I feel like the array of programs that I oversee, we offer that help, that hope, that support. You know, we have people with chronic health conditions who don't know how to find a specialist and my staff, find them a specialist in a day and then they have an appointment next week, you know, and that could be a life or death decision at this point. Um, you know, we, we treat people in our Long Island and New York city health homes that have chronic health conditions, whether it be mental health, substance use, or a lot of medical diabetes, cancer, hypertension, um, you know, all sorts of diagnoses that some people just don't know how to manage on their own. 
Um, we help them set up um, Medicaid transportation so that they can get to the appointment. Transportation is a huge issue for people. So we're able to give them hope and really just let them see that there's a future for them. Danielle? I, I think the why is so important. I think that every single person that is employed or is on the board by EAC, we all have that part of us that is in green to help people. I say, even if I change one person's life or affect one person throughout my entire career in this field, that's all worth it to me because it's the small little changes. Change doesn't happen overnight. Change happens slowly. And each and every single day, the hard work and dedication of my staff, my employees, the board of everybody that's uh, surrounding EAC, our, our partnerships, each and every day when everyone shows up, that's what an individual needs. That hope, that consistency, that determination, and that dedication because a lot of them are always gonna test you. They're gonna say, okay, you're just like everybody else. You're not gonna be dependable. You're not gonna show up for me. But every day when my staff shows up every day for work with that dedication, with that strength, with that hope, with that positive energy to give back, to provide that to the individuals, that's what creates the change because it's small, but those small changes over time add up to be the big impact on our communities, on our world, because maybe that 16 year old boy that we're helping that maybe does has a single mom and it has other siblings and he has that summer job, but that income is now providing for that family that he has. And maybe he grows up and now wants to give back to the community. Maybe he becomes a councilman or in government or in politics and now is supporting and providing for that community and giving alternatives and chances, which then creates more grants, more funding, more awareness and more support for those communities. So Danielle, you, you perfectly said what, uh, what a, a professional marketing person would say. Uh, you can make a big impact with a small donation. And we have a small donation program. We do. We're asking people to donate $20.22, and you can do it via text. It's really, really easy. So you type EAC 2022-253555. That's right. You text five. You go to your phone, and you text 53555, and then you put in EAC 2022 in that text message bar, and you will be able to donate $20.22. A small donation to make a big impact. So we can do more. We can do more. <laughs> and I know, Lisa, you, Lisa Morabli here, there are two Lisas. Um, I know you had a, a question uh, to both of our guests today. I did. I wanted to ask you. So um, along with that donation that we're asking everyone for, if you had an extra million dollars, Danielle, where would you put that within your, within your programs? I think that within my programs, it's all about opportunity, right? It's all about chances. It's all about the individual and the community's needs. And what we hear is opportunity about jobs, about resources, about education, about providing more of that support because education is a powerful tool. That's something that nobody can take away from an individual to provide these um, youth, adults, dislocated workers, veterans, people with any type of disability, whether it's health, medical, physical, um, any type of struggle to have more opportunities, to have education, to be able to go into the CDL program, to go become a plumber, to go back to become a paralegal, to go become an uh, auto mechanic, all these 
different integral parts to give back to the community so that we can continue to impact and reach more of the community members. Because a lot of times people may not even hear of us, but they hear an ad or they see a flyer or a friend from church or a friend from a community center tells them about us. So it's about getting that message out there. And with that million dollars, creating more of that education, having more of the schooling, be able to pay for more things for our clients to better support them and the community. And again, that domino effect, that overall theme about creating hope, about creating chances and about creating opportunity for change. That's amazing. Impact Impact and reach. That's right. Impacting where we live right here on Long Island. Now, New York City. Some in Buffalo, right? We spoke with. We're trying. We're, we're trying, trying to expand. We're trying to build Buffalo. and expand. So we're sort of we we bypass Westchester. We're a little bit in Sullivan County, uh, oh. but we're going to go right to Buffalo. There you go. There you go. <laughs> what uh, about you, Lisa? Do you have uh, you know the same question that that Lisa uh, presented to Danielle? So I think if I look at the, I don't know if it's the small picture or the bigger picture, but I have clients who don't have things like socks, mm. things like a pillow. Um, you know, and we do provide them with that. But I think if we're able to provide more just general items like that on a bigger scale, um, I think people would be able to function better. Um, you know, we do provide hygiene products now and, and clothing and bedding as best we can. We ask for donations everywhere. Mm-hmm. We could use some. Um, <laughs> a little plug. So if you'd like to donate, go to the eac-network.org. <laughs> And interview clothes, interview clothes for men, women, and children for jobs. Those are hugely needed in Nassau County as well. So I think when we look at things like that, that I think a lot of people take for granted, like you can open your drawer and you probably have 40 pairs of socks, right? Yes. You know, when I give someone in my program three pairs, they're thrilled, you know, and it's those little things that you don't think about. Um, so I think looking at something like that, if I had a million dollars, um, I would definitely want to invest more in items. Um, and then on the flip side, I also think, uh, and Danielle kind of touched on this more staff because we always have people that we can help and having the programs have a bigger budget to be able to hire more and help more really just helps everyone. It's that ripple effect, you know, being able to do more right help and hope providing help and hope we're asking all of our listeners to you know um listen to the podcast um share it it. you know and tag their friends um and help spread the word of the of the the work that our angels are doing uh amongst uh our community here in nassau suffolk and new york city um I, i think there's a lot here Thank you for being on the podcast with us. Uh, we're happy to talk more if there's something else, but it, this really was a lot of information, a lot of great information and the, and the impact. And get us those wedding videos of that guy. Yes. <laughs> we'd, love, we'd love to see them and share them and, uh, and tell people about the impact. Um, I think, you know, Danielle mentioned before, a lot of people know the work that's going on, but they don't know who's providing it. Being able to share that it's EAC, underneath a lot of this is very important so we are asking that we share and all of our listeners share this content and help us get the word out because if we can if we can build up our donations build up our volunteer system we're able to do more so go to eac-network.org there's information there on how to get involved the types of donations that we take 
And again, our small 2022 campaign is out and alive. We're only asking for $20.22. So please um, share that, donate, help us uh, do more, and help us support the angels that walk amongst us at the EAC Network. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Danielle, for sharing what you do every day. And thank you for what you do every day. Thank you. Thank you for having us and having the opportunity to share our wonderful programs and to get the message out there.